Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Spring, and I'm with the usual Brian, Nick, and Andrew. How are you guys doing tonight? I am very tired. Long weekend. Very tired. Long weekend. I'm well. Yes. You're well. You're not, uh, what, what, yes, you're not, you're not, wait, what did you say? What did you used to say? Uh, I used to say I'm terrific. 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 You're not terrific. I forgot to say it one day, so now right, I'm just, okay, that's right. I got to start something new. You just abandoned it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just no point going back if you already you already ruined it. Makes sense. But we are your number two source for all things sports. If you know, you know, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast. We have loads of stuff to talk about. We might not get to everything, but that's okay because there is a just a lot of things to talk are about. We on a and schedule? If you yeah, are, are we, on a schedule? we don't have a schedule now. Freaking hit them with a rapid fire. Well, let's just freaking talk. About All right, them. let's yes, freaking talk yes, about them. And if you don't know what you're talking about, and that means you're probably living under a rock, but we're talking about the NCAA tournament, and there were a lot of upsets both in the first and second rounds. Um, but record. I think record, record upsets in wow. the first and second rounds. Um, but I feel like it is appropriate to start with the biggest upset, and that is Oral friggin' Roberts, who is now in the Sweet 16. Second, right? Is it is it the se- second, second yep. 15 Dunk seed? City. FGCU mm-hmm. yeah, in Dunk 2013 um, made it to the second round. And Oral Roberts, I mean, they have the leading score in the country, and they beat Ohio State and then beat like Florida earlier today. Correctly, the way it's pronounced is kind of an Abmus. <laughs> Mac or uh, Ashmish. It's what well, it's Asmus, Ab- and then it's A B M A F. Abmus. Abmus. Yeah, but it's Asmus. <laughs> That's how he pronounces B- it. That's it's how it's pronounced. B- oh yeah, you guys haven't been. He is silent. You haven't seen a lot of games on TV. Yeah, it's well, we watched the Oral Roberts game. They pronounce it. Ab- uh, Iron Eagle pronounce it Abmus. It's Asmus. Oh, Asmus. Anyways, Abmus. we know we're talking about the same guy. Anyways. Asmus, the leading scorer in call Division One college basketball, because who knows there could be like a forty point per game guy in Division Two or Division Three. Um, but yeah, they looked. Re- I mean, we didn't get to see. I didn't get to see a lot of it, but the the second half and overtime of that Ohio State game. Um, I don't know if it was more of of Oral Roberts playing well or Ohio State choking, but it. Dwayne Washington the, Jr. should oh. think of a new profession. It's, it's more of just teams are able to uh, a lot of a lot of upsets this week. You you're not seeing these in some instances. You are. It's 63 games. In some instances, you will um, at some point. But so far, and a lot of them, or Roberts um, is definitely the, a prime example. It's just teams are they're able to close them out. They're able to close out. Very well. Or Roberts did a great against Ohio State. And they had to play from behind against Florida, and they ended up doing that well too. But against Ohio State, they went up and they they held their own. They hit a couple of big threes down the stretch, which um, usually you see those kind of guys miss. Those type of teams, they usually miss those threes, and that allows the higher seats to, you know, allow themselves to come back. But they hit their threes. Or Roberts hit their threes down the stretch to close out the game, and they did a good job of hitting, out, hitting free throws. And that's kind of – that was kind of – the story for a lot of upsets. Oregon State closed out well both games. Loyola closed out well against Illinois, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of upsets. You see teams now closing. Uh, Apple and Christian is a little bit of a different situation, but a lot of other teams are closing out to win their games, which is what you need to do. They go up early, and the other team, they just don't allow other teams to catch up, which is you know gr- good to see. 
that was the other thing that was Great. clutch about them is they were they're like a top five team in free throw percentage. So if you yeah, get into the fouling game helps. with yeah, you're screwed if you get into the fouling game with them. Ohio I, State just choked that so I'm bad. So I'm so pit, like I'm I'm happy Oral Roberts won. And I kind of I wanted them to win because it's a 15 over two. Yeah. But I hate that it was Dwayne Washington Jr. that did that because I I've I've watched Big Ten and Big Twelve are the two conferences I watched most of the time this year, and I got to see a lot of Ohio State, and he was probably at one of my favorite players to watch. He he can just score at all three levels. Um, he is really good with the basketball and doesn't turn it over a lot. Um, and then he plays really hard on the defensive end. So it kind of sucked to see him not play well on the national stage like that, even though he plays yeah. on the national stage every night. Right. Um, but they should have, they should have given the Liddell the ball more. I don't know why they kept him out so much in that yeah. overtime period. He touched the ball like twice. And on one of his touches, he, he scored with ease. It was easy. He got a back down, spun baseline, and got an easy layup. I don't know why they didn't give him the ball more. They probably could have won that game if they stuck with him um, rather than Washington, who was having an off night anyways. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was a combination of the both. That's what happens when you get upsets. It's a combination of the lower seed playing well and the higher seed not playing up to standard. So it was, it was more of both. Um, and then I didn't get to see a lot of the Florida game. What was it, yesterday? Right, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that was but, yesterday. But I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it would have been similar, uh, um, same to that. Florida was Florida lucky was up to get like out of ten there. with like three minutes left. Oh, really? Four minutes left. Yeah, they were lucky to get out of their first round matchup too with Virginia <laughs> yeah. Tech. People yeah. think I don't. I, one thing I don't like about um, the bracket. There's only one thing I don't like about brackets, and it's not. I know some of you guys don't like people, you know, not knowing basketball and bragging about it, but that's its own situation. I, I, you know, I don't like it how people get so pissed when, you know, when Ohio state lost, people were saying the players threats, like you can't, you can't predict who you, no one in their right mind would say oral Roberts calling it 50. Like no one's no, no insider said that no, no stat justifies that Oral Roberts didn't play many, didn't play any. I don't think they played any tournament teams all season. Nardi did have Oral Roberts in his bracket. Wow. Okay. Really? Well, I don't, but one I guy and, that and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. One guy. Right there. I just, if they weren't, they weren't, you know, no one, they weren't put on the map right there. They weren't put on the spotlight, but that, that wasn't seen as an upset team. You don't see many 15 seats upset two seats. And that's why I think that it's a, a moral win for uh, some bracket makers, if you will, if you were able to see that, hey, maybe Ohio State's not a good team or not a great two seed. And you could maybe see the Big them, Ten's a bunch of frauds. You could see them, you know, exiting early and whether they, and, you know, uh, some people had the winner of Florida, Virginia Tech taking them down the round 32. Some people had Arkansas or Texas Tech taking them down the Sweet 16. And those would have been a moral, in my opinion, if I had that, they'd been a moral victory because then you're able to recognize, hey, I don't think Ohio State's a good team. I don't think they're durable. I don't think they can make a run. They just kind of exited earlier than you thought they would. But your prediction stands is your predictions in a way correct. You didn't think they were good. You didn't think they were going to go deep, and they didn't. And I think people need to recognize that if, hey, if you didn't have Ohio State going deep, you should be, you know, you, you could give yourself a pat on the back for saying, hey, I don't think they're a good team, and I think they're going to exit early. March Madness for a reason. Like, mm -hmm. it's stuff is going to happen like that. It's inevitable. It happens every happen. single year. And I feel like this year, especially, like, it's, you, like Brian said, it's the record for most upsets in the first round, right? 
first and so first, not first round. It was like one or two shy in the first round, but oh, now okay. with the second round, it it is it's okay. Eclipsed the most. Yeah, but I mean, with this crazy season, you kind of should have expected this. I mean, I expected it. I didn't expect it to be this bad. So, but I mean, it's just like who cares? You either get a good bracket or you get to see an amazing upset. And that was that was like with the uh, Abilene Christian in Texas. I had Texas in my final four. If they won, great. I have, an, I have a team left in my final four. If not, we just witnessed one of the most exciting upsets ever. Well, not mm-hmm. ever, but this year. So, I mean, I don't know. People, people sort of take it a little too seriously. Like their bracket is their life during March. But, I mean... Like like we said while we were watching the games, we just want to see good basketball. Mm-hmm. It's, it, Four years. it's it's everybody's, or at least for me, it's uh, everyone's life for the first like, like I don't know, four or five games, and once you lose yeah. one or two, you're just like, yeah, screw it. Yeah, you're just like, oh, go whatever. good basketball. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I guess the moral of the story here is people. I think don't put a ton of money on your bracket. <laughs> the, the you're not going to get a perfect the, the, you're not going to get a perfect bracket the odds are ridiculous you're, you can't you're not a you're likely not a basketball you see wizard. you're more likely to get struck by lightning 200 times than get a perfect bracket yeah even, yeah, even if even it's if it's like one in 562 research. trillion or something like even impossible. if you yeah but for like people who actually know anything about basketball it's one in 120 billion so mm-hmm. like being smart and picking one seeds and stuff but even this year <laughs> that oral roberts wedding brought a lot of other um I guess brought more odds into play, if you will, you know, kind of expand that one twenty billion just because they were fifteen C one. A lot of people didn't have that. Um, but yeah, I just 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 think you're even if you listen to guys like, you know, uh Jay Billis and, you know, friends that do the whole bracketology on ESPN and CBS Sports, like they're not gonna have a perfect bracket and neither will you. So you can't get pissed when stuff goes sideways. You can't get that pissed. You can get upset. It's it's sports, but you haven't been you haven't been rooting for Ohio State your entire life, I bet, unless you go to Ohio State. But you, most people likely haven't been rooting for Ohio State basketball their entire life. And it's your fault for picking them to win it all at the end of the day. And it's, it's, you can't just jump on a team so avidly in March Madness like that, like you've been rooting for them your entire life and get so pissed when they lose because a lot worse can happen. There's still 62 other games being, that, that are going to be played in the tournament. You just got one wrong. It's, it's ridiculous. That's why that's that's I don't like uh, people who do brackets and get so pissed. It's ridiculous. It's so so aggravating. I, I like I understand you get heated, you get in the moment, but you need to sit back and realize that you know you're not going to get a perfect bracket. That's the moral story. Don't bet a ton of money on your bracket because you're not good at this. Yeah, I mean, and Jay Bill Jay Billis, like all those people, they're some of the greatest college basketball minds that are on TV. So I mean. If they really, it basically just goes to show if you know basketball, that doesn't really, it doesn't give you a whole lot of an advantage. It doesn't really, doesn't really make that much of a difference. So, I mean, does, I mean, just watch great basketball. Honestly, making a bracket this year was probably one of the dumbest things they could have done because I knew it was coming and I knew I was going to be disappointed. But I was just like, you know what? It's great basketball. Right, and I think at the I think for uh, for one for people who um, 
you know, get this so get this get so much into March Madness. One thing you can do is research, do look it up. Hey, research, reflect. Why did Oral Roberts win? What did I not see in Ohio State? What was behind the season Oral Roberts that I didn't see? Because frankly, I mean, I I, I researched some games. I did not research any one through three matchups because I thought they were all solid. All one through three teams won 2019. I figured, you know, hey, it's I mean, it's not, also not analytics. It's also it's not, not playing exactly. a good game. That, those are like, the type of games where you don't find the analytics. Like I, I saw maybe Ohio winning. That's a 13 seed. I barely, you know, you barely, you know, find a you find a glimpse of hope saying, hey, this might happen. So let me select this game. That's 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 the main thing. Upsets are all maybes. They're never you're never favored any upsets. That's the thing. You're pick you're, you're in order to get a perfect bracket. You have to pick a lot of games with a high probability of winning, but you also have to pick a lot of games in which the team you selected has a low probability of winning. A lot of games which which your team has a low probability of winning, and that's the most difficult part of getting a perfect bracket. So one thing you can do is look, reflect, see, hey, why did Loyola? Why did this happen? What can what did I miss this year that I can see next year in specific teams? What did I miss when I was doing my research? What did I I could have emphasized a certain stat more in my decision than I did this year, right? So there's a lot of you know things you can do to help yourself, you know, get better prepared next year and maybe. Maybe pick a better bracket. I don't know. That's all picking a good bracket. Some of it's analytics, but at the end of the day, especially this year when you had a 15 seed going to Sweet 16, a 14 seed winning in the first round, and two 13 seeds going into the second round, especially this year, there's a lot of there's a lot of games that you just could not find the numbers. A lot of wins that you couldn't find the numbers. Yeah, good advice, Nicholas. Um, but back to Brian's point where. I think he said it, I don't know, 10 Big minutes 10 ago at this overrated. point. Big 10, overrated. Best oh conference God. in basketball, and they only have one team left, and they are all down right now by three to LSU. So, How about the Pac-12? Jesus Christ. I know the Pac-12, which really didn't have any. Colorado losing at the halftime, but they made it close. They made it Pac-12, that really didn't have a lot of ranked teams as they normally do every year. Um, it was Colorado. But I don't even know if the perfect. Colorado finished ranked. They were 23 going into the 23, 23 when they went into the yeah, and they lost the, the Pac 12 championship game. to Oregon State. So I don't know if that kicked them but they out. Don't, or no, well, they don't go, they don't, a, af, no, they, they don't, they don't do rankings. At, they don't rank after what after the regular season does is done for all conferences. They're done with rankings. So, okay, so they Colorado don't, was the only ranked team in the Pac 12, and they weren't even, they weren't even the one, they didn't have the best record. Oregon, Oregon did. They were yeah, 20, but they, but the Pac 12, man, they're, they're balling out in the, um, in yeah, the tournament so far. Nine and zero right now. They got good draws. Colorado. I mean, I saw Georgetown. Yeah, they did. I saw Georgetown being an un, being a Cinderella story. I should have just sat back and say, dude, they were un, they were win they were they were below five hundred going into the Big East tournament. Why the hell did you yeah. make them your Sweet Sixteen? Like I don't that's, know what that's, that's so I was fast. like the Cinderella effect <laughs> yeah. is very strong with this team. They got a coach that can relate to their teammates and take them down the stretch. He's been in the fight. They were thirteen and twelve. What are you doing? <laughs> twelve and thirteen. Lose to the team that was ranked and when the Pac twelve championship. Like what? Idiot. Like what's the point there? That's so but, facts. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado got an easy draw picking Georgetown. Um, Oregon didn't have to play the first game. UCLA played BYU, and UCLA was coming off a little warm-up game against Michigan State, which they played very well in, and they kind of stayed hot. That was, a, that was a good win. Now, that's not me favoring the Bruins in any way, shape, or form, but that, they played really good against BYU. They stayed hot like it did against Michigan State, and, you know, Juzang played fantastic out of his mind once again. Um, Oregon State got a good draw against Tennessee, mainly because Fulgerson didn't play, and that was kind of huge. And they kind of also blew him out. And I think Oregon State—they did play well last night against Oklahoma State. That was yeah, all Oregon, Oregon State, State. I guess Oregon State, if any team, was kind of the uh, the team that uh, had the 
toughest road. Cinderella or momentum factor, just like Oral Roberts and other teams. I just completely whiffed on my Cinderella teams this year. Absolutely whiffed out the wazoo. Oh, yeah. So did everybody else. So, I mean, it's fine. Looking at you. Winthrop, like Winthrop um, Sweet 16. They got terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at. Looking at the Trojans, uh, they got an easy draw against Drake or Wichita State. They blew them out. Teams, two teams that didn't match up with them at all. Uh, you got to be able to take down Mobley to beat USC, and they couldn't do that. Even you know, UCLA took down Mobley and still lost to USC. So, um, you know, you got to at least be able to take down Mobley to beat USC, and they didn't do that whatsoever. Um, if I'm missing a team, let me know. I think that's pretty much it. And Oregon had a really nice win against. Um, Illinois. Hey, that was my, uh, my, they, had a, no, I Iowa. Mean, they I, were, I mean, Iowa. they were really Iowa impressive against, they were really impressive against uh, VCU. I was just, uh, I was really yeah. impressed. I was really one impressed nothing. by the way that they played one, nothing. I mean, a shutout. That's, that's great defense. Um, um I'm glad that their offense, performance wasn't really yeah, there though. I'm glad that their offense increased by over 90 points in the next game. So, but yeah, I think VCU, the, what a tough way to go. <laughs> I know. It's a good I would been. I would love to watch that poor guy who got it. You know, I would have loved to watch uh, that game because VCU has a guy uh, Bones Highland who's freaking ridiculous. But that would have been a good game to watch him go up against Duarte. But regardless, Oregon played really good against uh, Iowa, and I was. I think we could start there with you know this kind of the Pac-12 craziness or the upsets or whatever. We kind of indulge into these games that these upsets. I think we should start up in the uh, the west of the West Conference with uh, Oregon beating Iowa and the. Earlier this earlier this afternoon, because that was just a very impressive win by Oregon. Perfect in the West until that game. All all cylinders. That was just a fantastic win by Oregon. They they shot well. I was very impressed. They had a freshman. I'm I'm still don't even know his name. Cully forgot it. But a freshman big man that I think is going to be used a lot. Who when they play either the winner of Kansas and USC because those two teams both have good big men that are going to need to um, at least you know need somebody there to contain them in any way shape or form because frankly when, once once Oregon I'm just going to call him that freshman once Oregon put that freshman in he was able to at least get he was able to contest defensive rebounds he put it was a big body to put on guards in the paint force guards at his outside shots he was he still was put up 16 or whatever 14 points in the second half which is ridiculous still but it, it was there to he was there to contest guards to force him to take outside Jays was there on the was there on the glass and on top of the plenty of good paint presence when anyone else drove and Oregon was just ridiculous from three ridiculous from mid range. They were hitting all their jump shots. Um, that's just, they're going through it right now. Uh, the ACC three and five, big 10, six and seven, big 10, six and seven. Yeah. yeah but, I see um, well, Iowa 12, eight, also no. sucked at de- on defense. Poor Garza. Yeah. Iowa Luka Garza did play very well. His shot is absolute butter. Um, right. But he's literally terrible. Go back to, you know, a, uh, you know, I said this on the podcast, but I'm not taking credit because a lot of insider ESPN insiders said it as well. But it, it it came down to it being Oregon versus Garza because they they did an effective job of at least you know forcing you know kind of inconsistency. Actually, I'd say I'd say it was the opposite. I'd say it was Oregon against everyone else. They kind of let Garza do whatever he wanted, and they shut <laughs> down everyone else. I mean, Wieskamp had 17, I guess that, so but there three, yeah, three other stars. The other three, word, the way I word the it other was. three starters had zero. Bohannon, McCaffrey, and Frederick all combined for zero, zero. points. No, that's that, so. That we're saying the same. We're trying. I'm, I'm. I was trying to say what you're saying. Basically, I meant it was Oregon yeah. offensively versus Garza offensively. They were just kind of playing against Luke Garza offensively wise. It's kind of a shootout because um, they shot out everybody else offensively for Iowa, which is impressive. Um, but they kind of had it was they were just you know letting 
as you said, letting Garza do his thing, letting him score, and they're just matching him offensively on the other end. And that's what made this win so good. Oregon put up 95 points. And they didn't play good defense. They're a traditionally Altman puts together good defensive game plans. They give up 80. Iowa's a good scoring offense. They give up 80 to them. That's just I, I might, that might be a tick below their actual their average this season. And Oregon dropped 95. Well, that's um, because Iowa's traditionally a pretty good offensive team. They also just suck on defense. So it's a little bit of a little bit of that. I mean, it's it's just tough. I mean, when you have a guy that scores 30 plus, I mean, it's it's hard to keep a team under under 80 or under 70. Yeah, the Oregon did a good job of taking care of all of Iowa's other up, out, out, um, assets, and they had no big man really to contest. So they had the one freshman, but he wasn't didn't really do much, especially on the first half. They had one didn't really have any answer for Garza defensively. Um, they just kind of let him do his thing, and they went they went to town offensively. And they said we can we can play a five on one game. We can outscore one guy offensively. We can outscore one person. It's when other guys get in ball for Iowa and that become dangerous and also I mean who saw them putting up 95 points I know Iowa's defense isn't not that good but I mean 95 points from any shooting team. no they were automatic from three yeah. it was kind of even ridiculous if, even the best shooting teams in the country even if you leave them, 95 points is still impressive even if you leave them open it's still very impressive and yeah what I'm what what's very and I what I was getting to was I don't know if they can continue that offensive output in the next game it's did me tough um, putting up 95 points against USC or Kansas, that's probably unrealistic. So it's going to come down to uh, containing the big men for Kansas and USC. And I, that's why I see – I could see Oregon advancing just because they're hot from three. But at the same time, it's – they are if, – if they can't get hot from three, there's no answer. They're probably going to be kicked out. They, they can't get hot again like they did today. Yeah, and mo- a lot of their points were also off of transition. Iowa did a bad job. They turned yeah, they the ball over a lot, which they they never really turned the ball over a lot, but Oregon played a good defensive game and, and turned them over a lot in that regard. Um, Luka Garza just had a really good game. That's why they had 80 points. But in terms of, of the turnover margin, um, they had a lot of points off of turnovers, and Iowa struggled to get back in transition. That's pro- that's a lot. That had to do with a lot of their runs um, offensively and got them – got them going and then that's that leads to shooting well from three blah blah, blah. um but yeah i i didn't expect this at all oregon didn't play yesterday or uh two days ago or three days two days ago two days ago two days ago because the cancellation so i thought i was going to win this game um i didn't think it was going to be a blowout i thought it was going to be a close game but i certainly didn't think it was going to be a blowout in the other direction but oregon surprised me i mean again i don't watch the pac-12 a lot so i don't know how they did in the regular season but I mean, I'm assuming they did pretty well because they played a pretty good game against Iowa today. So, I mean, who knows? It's I'm going to have to wait to see who wins this game at 940 tonight. But, I mean, it's very well possible that Oregon can make it to the Elite Eight. I just – it doesn't matter because Gonzaga is going to make it to the Final Four from that region. But, I mean, an Elite Eight is still something that you want to strive for in, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can move past that one. And we haven't talked about the game that – the big four had three representatives at, and that was the Abilene Christian Texas game. And Nick wanted to sell this game, but we talked him into it because we said, Oh, we could see a potential final four team in Texas. Well, that (laughs) clearly didn't happen, but we got a better thing in the upset. And I was very impressed, very impressed with that. I mean, they kind of got slapped today by UCLA, but that's just because they can't score. And UCLA had had a lot of bigger guys who could shoot over the smaller 
um, defenders and Abilene Christian, but defensively Abilene Christian looked phenomenal. And, and it, that's what you get when you have, I forget what, I don't know what league they're in, but, or a conference they're in, but whatever conference they're in, they had three representatives on the first team, uh, all defensive team in their conference. So, and they play a very unique style of defense. They turn the ball over or Texas turned the ball over 23 times. And that's how they got extra possessions and extra, um, points in transition and were able to stay in that game and eventually win. And it was very, it was a very unique style of defense. They, they kind of didn't really play man to man. They flew around and, and that sped up Texas a ton to force those turnovers. Like you could tell that Texas was getting a little flustered with how fast Abilene Christian was getting to closeouts and getting to the paint and, and their helplines and double teams and all that stuff. So, I mean, they ha- Texas had a lot of good chances. They had a lot of open shots. They had a lot of open players for open shots, but it was just the speed at which Abilene Christian closed out and doubled that flustered Texas a bit and got them to turn the ball over. And it was pretty cool to see something like that happen in, in real life, sure. a 14 being a three. Yeah. I mean, how often do you see a team that shoots what, what did they shoot like 37 it was like it was no it was i think it was even less than that and less they shot that? like maybe sub 20 percent from three it, it was it was bad 30 percent on the i mean i've been wrong maybe five, how about that guy making the free throws yeah, yeah uh what's this joe pleasant percent joe yeah. pleasant what a joe pleasant ice that he crushed them both yeah, yeah. i mean i just want to i just want to make it very clear because luke didn't but I didn't want to leave because it was a. I mean, I didn't. I want the main reason I wanted to sell tickets because I don't know the game started at nine forty and we're really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the main reason I want. I wanted to sell tickets just because I didn't want to uh, make a fourteen hour trip back and get home at you know one two a.m. Which we did, but which whatever. we did which happened anyway. You gained nothing. Yeah, I gained nothing. I lost sleep. Um, so a big whoop. Um, so that's 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 the reason why I want to sell it, and you know. I'm not a party. Maybe I'm you should have gone to bed earlier. I'm not a party pooper. Maybe yeah, it's okay. Bed earlier. It's <laughs> okay. We did. We ended up going. And um, but this, the main thing I wanted to get here to get to this um, is this is one of those games that you just you, you can't predict. You had no idea. You you didn't see it coming. And uh, stat sheet wise, should have been Texas, just like the UConn game. Stat sheet wise, UConn. Oh my god. Place. <laughs> Freaking and they, just couldn't, they couldn't. It came down to Texas. Same thing with UConn. Both teams had more chances, better opportunities. Um, they played better overall. If you put all, take everything into consideration, and you know, better as compared to their opponent. Not Texas didn't play good compared to their whole season because you know they lost. But compared to Abilene Christian, they outplayed Abilene Christian, and it just came down to them not putting the ball in the basketball hoop. Which is Holy and the turnovers, it, the turnovers, yeah, the turnovers really were insane. Killed Texas. I mean, they. Ugh. I mean, Abilene Christian drew so many charges; it was insane. They, they were in the right position hands. at the they right were, time. Yeah, the main, they were. They had so many steals too. It was just. It was. The, it was a very can, impressive defensive performance. We can debate stats all day long, and they played a fantastic role in it. And stats do tell us tell some of the story, but I think we forget. I think. We need to forget. Uh, we need to remember that half the story in this case, the Abilene Christian case, was 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 energy and uh, camaraderie, and because Abilene Christian's fans did not sit down at any point in the game. I don't even think they sat down at halftime. They were up the entire game. They were making noise. The bench was up the whole game. They were making noise. It's one of those th- games where your coach is like, dude, we're coaches like guys. We're playing a team that is much better than their seating. 
um, or probably playing the best three seed in the bracket. They could be a two seed. And what do we have to lose? Nothing. If we lose, we're just playing towards the odds. No one cares if we lose. This is not an upset if we lose. This is an upset if we win. We have everything to play for, and we have nothing to lose. So just go out there, have fun, be yourselves, and remember, remember no matter what, we had a great season, and it was a great experience to play in this tournament. And those players went out there. They were motivated to win. This pep talk, Nick. All they yeah, saw you was be, you all they be a saw. College coach sometime. All they saw was the W. That. That's all they saw. They didn't. They didn't see. They didn't. They didn't see themselves losing because if you lose, nothing happens. They're, nothing. They don't. Nothing happens if they lose. They play the odds. No one cares. I mean, people saw Texas win the whole lose. time. You go home when you lose. So yeah, they were expecting to go home. I was expecting them to go home. I was expecting Texas, Texas to blow them out. I saw. I didn't see any of that coming. And I, I, for for teams like the for like Abilene Christian and Oral Roberts. The, I was kind of hoping. I said this was. I told Luke this is going to be a good game, if Abilene Christian can keep within five, six, seven points for as long as possible and try and get down to two minutes around the three, around you know the three point margin, either winning or losing, and they could be okay. They could they can make it, they could really compete for this stuff for this uh, for this win, and they they were they were in the entire game. The, the largest deficit they went down was what six in the starting or eight, the ten to two or whatever, ten to four in the start of the game. That must have been the largest deficit they went down by. And they they finished the first half. No, they, were, they were down ten at one point in the second half. In the second half, yeah. They finished the first half weak. They got off to a slow start to start the second half, but they rebounded, and they got themselves back in the game using momentum. The bench was up, energy was up, and it was just a one of those you know things that isn't in the stat sheet, but the fans and the momentum and the energy played a fan, played a huge role in this win. Yeah, and I think also their coach, it was something interesting. I didn't know this because I didn't listen to the broadcast because I was obviously at the game. But today, during the UCLA game, the um, Abilene Christian's coach, head coach, has really um, ha- has his substitutions down. Um, he, he, he substitutes his players really well, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I don't know why I took – I struggled on that. But he – substitutes his players really well and the defense that you can see is it's flying around and, and they kind of sprint everywhere and none of their players this season averaged more than 30 minutes a game so he has rotation after rotation after rotation so he can keep guys fresh and I think that's also what helped them in that Texas game was they were able to throw out eight nine ten guys who could all defend at the same level and then they kept guys fresh down the stretch um, to help to help them you know stay fresh while Texas Texas kind of had to throw out their seven best players to try to get back into the game. But yeah, that was a, that was a good win. Tough loss today to UCLA, not in Nick's eyes because he wants UCLA to win, but yeah, that that was that was one of the better upsets, probably the second best upset besides Oral Roberts um was Abilene Christian. Now, we can get to Buddy Buckets and the Syracuse My Orange, goodness gracious. Who beat San Diego State, which, again, don't know much about them because they're in kind of a whack conference, and then beat West Virginia in a shootout between Buddy Buckets and Sean McNeil. Sean McNeil couldn't miss near the end, and we were watching in the car, right, Nick? Right? Sean McNeil yeah. was pulling from the parking oh lot. And, and it was just, he would get open. It's like, all right. I mean, he, he made like four straight threes, and then two, the ball went halfway down the hoop and out, and I said, you know what? He had two in and out heartbreaks in a row. I would still, I would still feel hot. 
I mean, the, <laughs> and he did. He, that didn't slow him down. You really, to lose for a shooter like that, a shooter like McNeil, look, guys, the NBA, Thompson, Curry, um, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just using the name, the first two names that came to my mind. But the, the great NBA shooters, same thing with the college shooters. You really got to see a, a complete brick to lose your, to lose your, to lose your, uh, your fire, to lose your, your momentum and your confidence. You really got to see a clang. And he didn't. And he made like four in a row. And then he had two in and out heartbreaks. And then he got the back and he just boom, right, open three, cushed it. Then he then he got momentum back. Then he hit another open three, maybe a little more contested. And then he, and then uh, Bayheim hit a three, a couple threes in there, two answering back. And then he just pulls up from the freaking logo and splashes. I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is ridiculous. And then at one point, I think he like banked one. And I'm like, all right, that's when you know you're hot when you when you're heat check and you bank it in. That's when you know you're hot. And then he just kind of just oh, it was a it was a good showing. It was it was stressful because I had Syracuse and I was avidly rooting for Syracuse. I had him in Sweet Sixteen. Um, but it was it was really it was a really good game. It was it was, and Syracuse now has to play Houston, who had a tough game against Rutgers. Um, Jarreau has like a hip injury type thing. Who knows if he's going to be ready? But he has a lot of time to recover after that injury, and and that's going to be a good game to watch. The last kind of upset, I mean, that was that was pretty big. I mean, there were a few. Oh wait, never mind. I forgot about the Ohio game. I was going to go straight to Loyola Chicago. We can we wait keep that for last. But Ohio, I mean, they lost today to Creighton in a tough game, but they beat Villanova or not Villanova, Virginia. Virginia. And that, that on the pod. One. Oh, that was I know on the podcast that last week. That was my uh, that was my pick for an upset. I mean, Virginia. I don't know how they got a four seed, but they haven't looked good all year. I think year. all four of us had Ohio. Yeah, yeah a lot of people did. should have because Ohio is playing really good basketball. Preston is probably going to get drafted. He looks like an NBA player. He's a triple double machine if he played if they played eight more minutes like an NBA game. But he'll have a lot of triple doubles if he does go into the NBA. Um, leads are he's like a top ten assist guy in, in division one, but Virginia just wasn't an impressive team at all this season. And I knew it from the start. I mean, they lost to Duke earlier in the year. Yeah, that was terrible. wasn't a great team. The ACC was, was a, a very, very weak conference and they had a, uh, before they were unable to play the rest of the ACC tournament, they barely lost to Syracuse or barely beat Syracuse. Sorry yeah. on a buzzer beating three when they were the one seed in that tournament. And Syracuse was the eight seed. And I mean, Syracuse is in the sweet 16 now, so they're probably better than eight seed in the ACC. But I mean, Virginia did not look impressive at all. They're usually a very good defensive team. They were a fine defensive team this year, but they just could not put the ball in the basket at all. Sam Hauser was pretty much the only guy who could score on that team. Um, Jay Hef, I, I guess a little bit, but he's super skinny and, and I, I don't know. He, he gets a lot of block shots, but it, it was just a Virginia team that I didn't feel good about. And I mean, we were all right in picking Oregon or not Oregon, Ohio, and they played a really good game and, and kind of controlled the tempo. That's what Preston does. He's a, a point guard who goes slow because he is very good on the half court set. He's not a, he's not a, he's not very quick. He can't, he doesn't get out in transition, but he knows what to do in the half court and makes really good decisions. That And that's basically why they beat Virginia in that game yesterday or nope, two days ago. I'm getting my days mixed up. It's been a long weekend. I mean, you could tell like Virginia, like you said, their offense is really slow. They're a team that if you get down early, you can't, you just can't come back. It's, it's really mm-hmm. tough for them just because their offense is that sluggish. So when you get down to, I mean, when you get down a couple points, it's like they were down early to Duke. They just couldn't 
they couldn't come back because their mm-hmm. offense was just so sluggish and not good at all. So, I mean, that's that that game was really the reason why I made that choice. So, um, it was I I thought that it was probably the easiest um, thirteen four upset I've mm-hmm. ever had to pick. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. simple. I I and you going into that game, you just so many different like parallels. Uh, you look at uh, a few years ago, Marshall that was a week uh, the MAC same conference as Ohio. Marshall they took down Wichita as a thirteen seed. Uh, a few years ago, Buffalo out of the MAC thirteen seed, same actually the same section as Ohio. Uh, at Arizona, the team with DeAndre and Alonzo Trier, that team was favored to, you know, Chuck had them winning their all, and Buffalo took them down in the first round, Arizona. And there's just there's those parallels of team, history, recent history of teams from the MAC taking down four seats in the first round. And at, down the stretch, the, the bugaboo for Virginia down the stretch is that, you know, when you're, when you got good big men, you oftentimes, especially when they can't shoot, you oftentimes can't get anything going. And their slow and deliberate offense doesn't help. So when they get behind, it's very difficult for them to come back, mainly, in my opinion, because then they're relying on only one player, Sam Hauser, to bring them back. And when they go down like five or six or seven, it's like, all right, Sam, we need that 7-0 individual run of yours to bring us back into this game because our slow and deliberate offense can't do anything and we're just wasting time. And that's, that's the problem. Their defense can hold their own. Against Ohio, it really didn't. That was it. Ohio hit – Another going back to way before, uh, way earlier in this podcast when when we said that um, teams do a really good job of closing out, upset teams do a really good job of closing out and hitting the big three. Ohio did that. They hit a couple of big threes late to kind of you know prevent Virginia from really knocking on that door of coming back into this game and making some noise late. They really hit those two threes that kind of nailed the coffin shut, and that was big. So. Yeah, it was just it was as Andrew said, it was an upset that I saw right away. It was an upset that probably he saw and you saw Luke and Brian. So I was upset that we all kind of saw right away because Ohio's a great offensive team and Virginia's a slow team that can't go down, you know, that can't get behind, especially against a team with Ohio that was motivated the whole game. They were up on their feet the whole game the bench was. The fans were into it. Even though we weren't at the game, you could see when we were watching it between watching on the phone, watching on the Jumbotron during uh, breaks of the Missouri Oklahoma game, you just you you could tell that even when Virginia started to get it going, it was like, all right, you know, Ohio's still feeling it a little momentum wise. And that was a big factor in that win. They made mm-hmm. it, they made a lot of smart passes, which, which obviously helps for easy buckets. So that definitely helped down the stretch. I mean, they got a top 10 assist, man. So when you have a guy like that, that can really just command the offense, it really helps you down the stretch. Yeah, it does. And we can finally move on to the last kind of upset. Again, there were other upsets, but nothing. Um, they we're just touching on the on the major ones. But Brian's team, Loyola Chicago, taking down the first number one seed. My team beating the team I had winning the championship, but I love Loyola. I had it's them three years ago fun. in the Sweet Sixteen, so I'm still kind of. If they were in any other bracket. Or a seven seed, which they probably should have been. They, they should have been no the country. Like, seven. They should How have been they like eight? a five or a six. They should have been a five I, or six. They were they were eighteen in the country. If they seed by rank, they should have been a five seed. Yeah, it makes no it makes country. no sense. But hey, at first I was like, this sucks for them. They're going to get hosed with Illinois, and then it sucks the for Illinois. Round. Yeah, and it's like, oh, never mind. They sucks are the better for Illinois. Team. Yeah. So they're awesome. I really, I really wish I picked them. Um, I would have if they were anywhere else, but. Their defense is unbelievable. 
Oh, number one in the country, right? Mojo. Statistically, it must be. That was it's either it's the either way. number one or number two, along with Alabama. Alabama, yeah. But like that's but, that's the reason why I I I I ESPNs that kind of changed my mind about picking Illinois to win was because I think you know they kind of they got a tough draw. At the end of the day, they got a tough draw. Even as a one seed, as a good as good as team as they are, they got stuck with Loyola playing yeah. a second, likely Loyola, if not then the ACC winning Georgia Tech. So that would still have been a kind of a tough game, given the if Georgia Tech had their best player, if he didn't get catch COVID, um, that probably would have been a tough game too. And then you get Oklahoma State. Likely it, it isn't now, but at the time it was likely they were going to get Kate Cunningham's Cowboys and. That would have been another tough game because they're always no matter if as long as Kate's on the floor, they're always in the game. And then you probably get Houston, or yeah, you probably get Houston, two seed Houston, or at the time it was two seed Houston. I was thinking that, and they're difficult beats. So I just you you find it difficult. You see how good loyal Chicago is. You see, yeah, this is a team that could, if they're still feeling it. I don't know what they're going to the championship does in the locker room. I don't know what what kind of potion (laughs) she uses to make this stuff happen. I don't see why they don't though. Honestly, she makes it. She makes it work. And today, yesterday was a, a very, very telling factor. Oh, Loyola does such a good job of just. I just that I was, see that, them. They, that is a team. Hold one second, be quick. Yep. This is that is a team that is built to go up early because they're so good defensively. Yeah, like I see them beating Oregon State. I just think they're too good defensively, and they, they, they score enough and efficient enough to win. And I, if Houston beats Syracuse, which that game could go either way, I think. Um, I think Loyola is better off with Houston. Honestly, yeah, seriously, because the thing with like Houston doesn't really like chuck it and get hot. Like you're, you can get scared with Gerard and Bayheim to just start chucking and get high. That's like exactly. at that point, you're nobody can really do anything about that when they're pulling up from the logo and like just making. It. So what are you supposed to do? But they kind of they're in control, in my opinion, in their in their region. And then I mean. Baylor should walk to the final four. I mean, they should, yeah, yeah. they should have a, they, a very easy like final they got four Villanova route. and then they get Oral Roberts or Arkansas. Like, I mean, I guess Arkansas, but who knows, honestly. Um, Arkansas not mm-hmm. against Colgate, but I think they kind of got rolling with beating uh Texas Tech. I think that might start the, and then they'll get an easy one against Oral Roberts. They should, they should, yeah, they, they should, but <laughs> <laughs> can't say that anymore. And um, I don't know. I like Loyola a lot. I think they match up against a bunch of teams. How crazy would it be if they go to the Final Four again? That'd be that crazy. would be nuts. That'd Cameron Crutwig, two-time Final Four. Cameron Crutwig. <laughs> I, I, I've been this entire season. I've been comparing uh, Garza to Jokic, but I feel like if if Crutwig does, gets a better three-point shot, he's honestly Jokic. He is such a great passer his as a big. Passing. His oh passing is in, is insane. He's For someone like, who's... He finds the cutting guy bounce, and he puts spin on it, and it just mm-hmm. is like weaves to yeah. It's unbelievable. He's like, a good some... defender, too. He's a f- So he's a fine defender. Um, Coburn saw, had 21. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but, I mean, that's one of the best centers in the league. I still think, he's, I still think he did a pretty good job. He did a fine job, but their, their goal, like... Oregon on Iowa, their goal was was to let Coburn kind of do what he wanted and shut down yeah, Desumu, Desumu who had nine, and that's that's really what it was. There, Desumu and Coburn really like to feed off each other. They play off each other with with the pick and rolls. But Loyola Chicago does such a good job hedging the those pick and rolls where Desumu had to back up and then you just recover and then they just blow up that entire pick and roll like that. It's just useless now. So their pick and roll game was non-existent just because Loyola 
blew it up every single time they tried to go to it. And that's kind of what Desumu does really well is he goes up, he drives off the um, pick and roll to either kick to a shooter or he's deadly with that mid range, but he was never, never able to get to it because Loyola Chicago did such a good job of making Desumu retreat and then blowing up that entire play for them, which again, that helped them to win. And then offensively was just all Crutwig and all, Williamson and, and you know once they got hot and started running out in transition a lot that's the other thing about uh Crutwig is he is he looks big he's like a bigger guy but he runs up the floor really well and that's and that's what got him a lot of easy um easy layups and then also cutting he's a very good cutter as a big man which if you're a big man trying to defend that that's kind of almost impossible because you're not as nimble as he is so he did a really good Porter job Moser, of running their, the floor their coach but, could Porter Moser, their coach at this point, yeah. should be able to get. I mean, he could get a job anywhere, but I don't see him leaving. He should get the Indiana job. I don't think he's going to leave though. Yeah, he could. He get the Indiana job, and then uh, their player development guy, Clayton Custer, could be the head coach. Oh, I, I noticed he was he was on the bench. I, yeah, I was like, I wonder what he does. That's so funny. No, he's a player that's development. So, that's actually like so that. funny. Yeah, that's. So but yeah, they're they um, have a well. Speaking shot. of big men who can. Yeah. Go ahead. Go Speaking ahead. of big men who can run, not really a big man, but Drew Timmy can run. He he is his well, footwork is um his. Um, oh yeah. His I was gonna I was gonna end awesome. with them because they, in my opinion, going into the tournament, I wasn't very high on them. Again, I didn't watch them that much, but I feel like it would have hurt them to not play anyone for like two and a half months and then have to play all these teams from big conferences <laughs> and stuff. But they look unstoppable they and it's not even just t- well timmy kisper and suggs combined for like almost 60 i think i think over 60 i think around like 62 they combined Timmy had like 30 he, yeah, he, he did have 30, 30. On the timmy i think timmy had 30 had and like then 30 suggs and kisper and yeah, i think suggs and kisper both had 16 which kisper had an off day but that's the good thing about that team is when one has an off day the other two play really well and so mm-hmm. i i honestly i wasn't high on them at first but i really think that they are have a really really good shot i mean at, we know, need, this, is, this is their tournament to lose yeah at this point we need a loyola Gonzaga final just for the Crutwig <laughs> Drew Timmy mustache weird looking. Oh, I'm I like, love the stash. Uh, Timmy's hand, oh, t- it's hilarious. And Crutwig just has like a patchy like ugly yeah. looking. Oh yeah, uh, he it looks like a he looks like a cop from the '60s. Like <laughs> <laughs> Michigan. Just yeah, won. how would? It, yeah, they're up. They're up ten with like a minute left. How did that guy? Like it's just so funny seeing like in yeah. another game like it's like these guys how are these guys winning <laughs> like yeah it's crazy it's yeah it is athletic um but yeah the Gonzaga again like Andrew just said it's their tournament to lose and for sure when you beat it, it doesn't matter it's a Division one school but when you beat a Division one school by almost fifty that's that's silly like there's no reason yeah. that they should. Um, not at least go to the final four and, and potentially win the whole thing. Like there's no reason that they shouldn't do that. Um, I mean, Oklahoma played them well. It was, it was under control yeah. the entire game, but it was a 10 point game for the majority of, of the game. And Oklahoma played well, but it also took Reeves, I think scoring 27 or something like that. And they didn't get yeah. much help from anyone else, but that's the other thing. Gonzaga, they, they can play any game that that's what, that's really what, 
is so good about them is they have three guys who can go off for 25 plus every night and they can play any style of game. They can run. If the, if the other team wants to run, sure, let's freaking run and they'll run them out of the gym. If they want to play a half court game. They're really, really good in the half court and they can um, do a lot of their sets and have a lot of guys who can go one-on-one and get um, buckets off the dribble. So any style of play that the other team wants to play, Gonzaga is just going to go with the flow because they can play any style of the game. Um, and that, that's what makes them so dangerous, I think, because, um, if you want to run, then they're going to run you out of the building. And if you want to play half court, then they're going to be you with their set. So it, it's really a tough ask to, to play Gonzaga and beat them. So I think in my opinion, as of right now, sweet 16 bracket, they're going to be my champion. That's, that's For sure. all I'm going to say, but anyone else want to say anything about tournament so far? Um, I officially have zero Final Four teams left. That's good. Nice job. It's good. It's always good. It's nice. It's. I mean, I definitely wished for a, a better turnout, but you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. So Got to th- see some great be, games. This can be final thoughts. Yeah, we did see some great games. Final thoughts. Andrew has no Final Four bracket or Final Four teams left in his bracket. Nick, Brian, final thoughts. That's. Um, Go, go Pats, go Pats, Go Sox. Go Sox and go Pats. Go Sox and Bobby, go Pats. Bobby Dahlbeck, 50 dingas this season. Rookie of the year. That's like you a Nick, here first, ladies and gentlemen. That's like a it's not that's like a dumbed down version of Nick's Hundo RBIs for um JD. I mean, but okay, but seven I've, dingers in spring training. Yeah, that's I why think I said this dumbed is a little down more version. It's yeah. a dumbed down version. It's still out of it's still a little bit of a reach, but who no knows? one responded to my text, which made me go into depression. But no one's impressed by Ira being three and zero after coming back. From he was terrible to failure. Uh, yeah. It's preseason. He was he, w- he was training. great. He only no one's happy about today. it though. I mean, he, he threw two innings today. Oh, a, no, he's been great today. He only he threw two innings and then finished in the book. He didn't. I know, but like, is it not like good this team? He's like, no, you know, it's he's great. not getting beat around. We're nasty. Yeah, we're nasty. Let's just right. keep it under the radar because people don't realize that socks are good. Oh, freaking. Uh, who's winning? Oh, bracket update. We got to give a little bracket update right now. Big four. What's a bracket update? Well, oh, oh, oh the, the big four. Who's in the lead? A bracket right, I'll give, challenge. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the bracket update. Oh, yeah. ESPN fan, et cetera. If you, if you have, if we don't know who you are, and so we can't. Yeah. If you um, win, we'll yeah. send it on our Instagram, and you have to, you, you send you have us to show message. You have to show proof of yourself. Um, so in first place, we got a tie with uh, with uh, Sean Morrison and Ted's horrible picks. They don't. Yeah, that's seem not going to, up because LSU. They just don't. Lost, they don't seem so. to be too terrible. So. LSU lost, and they were like mine and Sean's elite yeah. eight. So um, Nicholas Parga in solo third. You hate to I'm see a, it. I'm about to jump out of that. Yeah, it's all right. There's always next year. Uh, I'm assuming that this is going to be Jason choked. Abramson in fourth, along with uh, ESPN fan. Way to go, whoever you are. And Noah Perlman. So that's nice. I mean, that's the update. The next people that's are tied for seventh, but that's just what uh, that's that's the gist. Yeah, you can look at it on your own time if you're really curious. But yeah, that is our episode. Thank you guys for listening. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast. We will see you guys on Thursday. Peace.